When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready, Vikings Nation! Welcome to Purple and Gold for Days, where my friend and yours, Mr. Justin Day, dives headfirst into the Purple and Gold universe, delivering the latest updates and commentary on your favorite team, the Minnesota Vikings. You're listening to Purple and Gold for Days, a Vikings First and Skull production. What's going on, everybody? It is great to have you with me. It's the 0-3 Bowl, a place we didn't think we would see ourselves, but alas, here we are. The Vikings, after losing another one-score game to the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego in a game that they had multiple opportunities to win, find themselves in desperate need of a victory tomorrow against the Carolina Panthers. But alas, we will cover the Vikings' defensive line woes, their offensive line configuration, and oh, by the way, we're going to run into an old friend in Adam Thielen tomorrow as well. But, but before we do, if you haven't already subscribed on YouTube to Vikings First and Skull, find them on that page and hit that subscribe button for all kinds of great live Vikings content all throughout the week. Live shows Monday night, Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Central, Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. Central, and go live at the two-minute warning of every single Vikings game. And also, if you haven't subscribed to Purple and Gold for Days on YouTube, go there as well. I go live on Monday nights, Tuesday nights, Thursday nights, do a pregame show Sunday morning as well as a postgame show Sunday evening at 8 o'clock. So come on and subscribe to those YouTube channels and help us grow this Vikings community. The 0-3 Bowl. Last week was an 0-2 Bowl, and now we got an 0-3 Bowl. Let's just start out with the defense. The Calvary ain't coming defensively. We managed to hopefully get some parts of a Calvary with the offense, with the acquisition of Cam Akers and the signing of one Dalton Reisner. But defense, it is what it is, as they say. And on some level, I am done being upset with Marcus Davenport. I'm just done being upset with him. Kind of like I'm over Andrew Booth Jr. Anything we find from Andrew Booth Jr. is found money. And uh, anything at this point we get out of Marcus Davenport is found money as well. I'm done being mad at him. I am now switching it over to it's not Marcus Davenport's fault that a team offered him $13.5 million. Of course he's going to say yes to that. Now, where I am going to fault Marcus Davenport and where I am still a little upset with him, it's like at some point, dude, learn how to read the room. You've played a grand total of four snaps in the first three games and you've missed two games. You basically played absolutely nothing. But uh, let's get a little uh, let's get a little something from Mr. Davenport himself. <laughs> well, you know, y'all asked me that last time. Never want to give any tips, hints, or nothing. So I ain't gonna say nothing else on that. I feel a lot better. Like you know, I'm optimistic. I've been optimistic. Being able, you know, day to day get better. You know, I'm, I'm pretty happy. 
the question that was asked of Mr. Davenport there was, hey, how are you feeling? Are you going to be able to play? And the first thing he does is chuckle. Like, Why do you guys keep asking me that every single week? I don't know. Maybe because you ain't played before snaps this season. And then he's like, oh, I'm optimistic. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm feeling good about it. And I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy, too. If I was you getting $13.5 million ain't done diddly-poo yet. Yeah, I'd be happy with that kind of paycheck for that amount of production, which is your number, zero. You should still be giving up that number to Pace Gang. I'm still a little irritated by that as well. But having said all that, this defense is what it is. We wanted to think that Brian Flores would be able to make a little bit of a difference. We were hoping that maybe we could move up from the 31st-ranked defense. I said it would be optimistic to be around 20 to 23. Well, right now we're at about 27. And all everybody was saying, oh, we can just get up to Brian Flores. He's going to bring these blitzes and we can be like just a middle of the road defense. We in a middle of the road defense because we don't have the personnel. And somebody tried to tell you that. That one coach and a handful of swaps, we swapped out Patrick Peterson for Byron Murphy Jr., a younger version. Okay, fine. What else did we do? Uh, Dean Lowry. Whoop-dee-ding-dong. There's a reason Green Bay didn't re-sign him. Because Dean Lowry is a product of playing with Preston um, Smith, Zadarius Smith, and Kenny Clark. He's the fourth wheel, and he's done absolutely nothing for the Vikings so far. So when I say the Calvary ain't coming, just accept it, ladies and gentlemen. The Calvary's not coming. This defense is what it is. Now, against the Carolina Panthers, I think they're going to try to run the ball down our throats. I think they're going to try to do what Philly did, which is to say, you know what? We're not going to expose our young quarterback to – try to win this game. I think that the Carolina Panthers are just going to try to run, run, run the ball down the field. And I'll just say it like this. Akeem Hicks or Linville Joseph and Dominican Sue, at this point, if you don't win this game this Sunday against Carolina, I don't want to hear about bringing one of those guys in. If you start off 0-4, forget about it at that point. Dalton Reisner is the fix in. Is Dalton Reisner going to start? And if he does, who's he going to start for? Let's see what Kevin O'Connell has to say. Yeah, this week is another huge step for him. He He's absorbing things very well. Get him in there with the first group a little bit throughout practice. Real calculated mindset of, you know, reps for interior group with Garrett coming back uh, up to his full allotment. But we're normally still giving some of those other guys, especially the other the backup center. It's at left or right guard. Uh, you know, we'll see kind of a, a rotation in practice yeah, as a coaching staff collectively decide. Best five, you know, we can put out there and then how our depth looks. Uh, in the event we've got to, you know, play a new combination of guys for, you know, which has come up a lot. Dalton Reisner was signed, didn't play last week, suited up. He's practicing all over the line. Fine. During practice, if you need to rotate him in and out to figure out where he is going to play moving forward, that's fine. But Dalton Reisner needs to be a starter this Sunday against the Carolina Panthers. No discussion. And you know what also needs to happen? Whichever position you start him in, you need to leave him there. I don't want you to start him at right guard and take Ingram into the bench. And then after a couple series, let's move uh, Reisner over to left guard and put Ezra Cleveland on the bench for a couple series. No. Make your decisions and move forward with it. As far as I'm concerned, we know about the tackles. Dalton Reisner should be the right guard as we're cleaving the left guard, and whoever's playing at center is playing at center, whether Garrett Bradbury is back or not. All I'm going to say is this. We've heard all offseason about how we didn't want to disrupt the offensive line continuity. Well, you finally decided to bring in a guy because you think he's better than what you got. Fine. Put him in somewhere and keep him there unless there's an injury. Yes, if you replace Ed Ingram and, gosh forbid, uh, Ezra Cleveland gets hurt and he has to come out. Yeah, and you want to kick Dalton Reisner over to the left so that Ed Ingram can play right? Fine. You do that because you have to, because you have no other choice. 
But right now, at the beginning, when you have a choice, you get Dalton Reisner in there. Now, if you decide to keep Ed Ingram in the lineup and bench Ezra Cleveland, fine. I don't care. But I don't want it to be musical chairs because at the end of the day, this offensive line actually hasn't really been that bad. Apparently, Pro Football Focus ranked them as the fifth best offensive line last week. Either A, we're missing something, or B, there's a lot of bad offensive line play around the NFL. Now, granted, I don't watch all 16 games each week, so maybe that is the case. There are no more excuses. You should have signed Dalton Reisner back in August like I had suggested that they do, that I had asked them to do. This is the last time I'm going to say this, but get Dalton Reisner in that lineup. Keep him in that lineup unless there's some sort of injuries, and let's move on with it because at the end of it, the offensive line is only as strong as what? Its weakest link. And so there have been some plays, and again, I know the Kirk stands don't want to hear this, but there has been some pretty good pockets for Kirk to throw, and he either checked it down or he got in his head. I'm not saying that Kirk is supposed to make every single play that he ever has a clean pocket in, but there have been more clean pockets than some want to admit. I'm not saying it's been perfect, but all I'm saying is no more excuses. Carolina is a mediocre team. Now that you've got Dalton Reisner up to speed, he should start every snap. Every snap, he should be in there. This team in the red zone is just, I don't know if it's the play calling. I don't know if it's the execution. I don't know if it's the quarterback. I don't know if it's the receivers. But this red zone offense cannot afford to have any more turnovers, and it cannot afford to be selling for field goals. You had a fourth down and goal, and the ball was thrown under the sticks. Now, I don't know if that's play calling, if that's Kirk, if that's Justin Jefferson not running the right route. I don't know what it is. All I know is this team turns the ball over way the heck too much, and this red zone offense is nowhere near as efficient as it was last year. And by the way, whether you play Cam Akers or not, get my guy Ty Chandler the ball. He looked pretty good last week in his limited snaps. So again, you got the running game on track. Don't force it down our throats. Don't forget about Justin Jefferson for the first quarter. Don't only give Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison four total targets in the first half. I don't want to hear any more about this offensive line. We've got enough problems on the defensive line. Hopefully, the fix is indeed in. The Adam Thielen revenge game. In. The Adam Thielen revenge game. First off, can we stop with this? such and such revenge game, do you know that it is literally impossible for there to be an NFL game where either a player or a coach or a front office member isn't facing a team that they were previously on? It is literally impossible. So every game in the NFL is a revenge game. So we need to stop with this Thielen revenge game stuff. You know what? I'll just let Adam Thielen uh, speak for himself. He was asked the question, hey, what are you thinking about this game? Is it going to be emotional? Do you have revenge on your mind? Do you have any hard feelings? That sort of thing. Uh, we'll just hear it from the horse's mouth. It's, it's, it's really hard to explain kind of the emotions of everything. Sure. A little bit, yeah, maybe, but I'm, I'm, I'm not the type of person to hold grudges. It is what it is, right? And I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. I can't, I can't look at the past. I'm just focusing on the now. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of emotions, right? You're, we're emotional beings. Um, you're going to have emotions. Uh, but really just I'm, I'm trying to be just the same person every single day. Adam Thielen, Minnesota boy. Have you heard that Adam Thielen's from Minnesota and that uh, he tried out with the Vikings and uh, he got a spot? You, you guys have heard that story, right? Okay. In all seriousness, Adam Thielen will go down in Minnesota folklore as one of the Minnesota board and bred athletes who made it in a professional sport. He will go down with the names Joe Maurer, Kevin McHale, Lindsey Wayland, and Adam Thielen will be number four on that Mount Rushmore. But it's not like the Vikings did him dirty. I know they signed him to a deal and then they cut him before the deal expired. And you know what? 
They offered him a pay cut. He said, no, ain't no reason for there to be any hard feelings. I will say this. His first game, rather pedestrian with only two catches for like 20-some yards. Last two games, 18 catches, 199 yards, and two touchdowns. Scored a touchdown in each of the last two games, including like 145 in a touch last week. You better do better than what you did against Keenan Allen. Whether you're playing Andy Dalton or whether you're playing the rookie quarterback, there is no reason for this defense to give up any more than 21 points. Now, Adam Thielen is going to want to do his best to get in the end zone, and if he does, that's fine, particularly if the Vikings are already up by two touchdowns. No big deal. You know what? I'm not really pulling for Adam Thielen to have a good game against us, and I'm not rooting against him. All I'm going to say is, Adam, you made your choices, and you know, you're happy with them. That's great. But this is not about revenge. This is about two 0-3 teams both looking to get a W, just to get one in the win column. So all I'm going to say defensively is, Last week, Keenan Allen tore you up 18 catches over 200 yards in a touch, as well as a passing touchdown. And Adam Thielen's coming on. Should the Vikings in any way regret moving on from Adam Thielen despite his last couple of weeks? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I made a prediction on the One Bar and Lubbock's show yesterday that Jordan Addison would get in the end zone twice so that any person, and by the way, there is a contingent of Vikings fans out there that actually say we should have kept Adam Thielen and that we did Adam Thielen dirty. No, it was just a business decision. It happens all the time around the NFL. It just is what it is. I don't want to get embarrassed by the guy we kicked to the curb. Flores, figure out a way to make sure that Adam Thielen doesn't go Keenan Allen on the bit. That's just me. Final thoughts. I'm not ready to talk about tanking. I'm not ready to talk about trading off our assets. We have to win this game tomorrow. End of discussion. Regardless of how it turns out, you don't start that talk until you're a week or two before the trade deadline. And right now, this season is far from over. As Justin Jefferson said in one of his news conferences this week, I'm tired of listening to tanking talk. I'm tired of listening to players we should be trading because we still have a lot of season to go and a lot of things yet still to accomplish. And I agree. Yes, I am more forward thinking about short-term pain for long-term gain, but we're not there yet. We are only in week four. Week four does not start your tank talk, does not start any thought process of trading away players that you know you're not going to have next year. There will be plenty of time for that talk. Let's talk after, let's say, week seven, a week before the trade deadline. Let's see what the Vikings record is there. Because if you get a win tomorrow against Carolina, while it will be an uphill battle, to just get to three wins before the end of week seven, considering you also have Kansas City as well as San Francisco on your schedule, it's not impossible. It's not impossible for the Vikings to beat Carolina, beat the Chiefs, and beat the Bears, and get back to 500. Is it likely? Probably not. And I'm not about to start having that conversation just yet. Has it crept into my mind? Of course it has. Why wouldn't it? It's the Vikings for crying out loud, and they keep shooting themselves in the foot. But at the end of it, just stop shooting yourselves in the foot, and then let's see where we're at. You could have easily been 2-1 and one with victories over Tampa Bay and the Chargers. And frankly, you had a shot against Philly, too. Now, butterfly effect, I think Philly would have done a few things differently had we actually been in that game. But alas, we are what we are. And what we are right now is a desperate team. So is Carolina, but they're a young, desperate team. They knew going into it that they weren't going to be any good this year. We didn't. And right now, 
this is your opportunity. You are not going to have very many the rest of this season to get this turned around. And it all starts with a W against the Carolina Panthers. My predictions into the game, Adam Thielen, he'll get his catches. He'll get some yards. He'll probably get in the end zone. He'll probably try and do some version of a gritty just and look over at Justin Jefferson to say, hey, old friend, I still got it. I also predict that Jordan Addison will get at least two touchdowns tomorrow. Write it down. Jordan Addison gets in the end zone, not once, but twice, just to show everybody, no, it was not a mistake to let Adam Thielen go. Final score prediction, I have the Vikings winning this game 27-21 to because they're always in one-score games. They rarely get blown out. They rarely blow anybody out. And at this point, they should have blown out Tampa Bay. They should have handled the Chargers easily. They should blow out the Carolina Panthers, but I'm not going to call for it because so far, every time I have, they've lost. But this is it, ladies and gentlemen. I said last week that both last week and this week were must-win games and that you desperately needed to get back to 500. Well, that desperation went up tenfold, and your margin of error has now expired. You no longer have any margin for error. Thank you kindly for joining me. As always, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube to Vikings First and Skull, as well as Purple and Gold for Days. The Vikings First and Skull will go live today with two old bloggers. Dave and Darren will break down this game even further, so come on, check that out. And check me out tomorrow at 11 o'clock Central for the Purple and Gold pregame show. Vikings got to get this W. It's now or never. Thank you kindly, as always, for joining me. And for now, Skull to the next episode. This has been a Vikings First and Skull production. Thanks for listening.